0: my divorce brought me to my knees and it also transformed me and set me on this path to help you. Our team of JBD coaches support men and women to engage in divorce with more calm, clarity, and confidence through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources.
1: I can tell you right away that if you speak to anybody who makes you any promises, I would run completely in the other direction. There are two promises I can make. And that is one, I can't promise you a timeline. And two, I cannot promise you a settlement amount. So I often get people who say to me, well, they told me that they can settle my Capital One account for 40% of the debt. I would say if somebody told you a specific time frame or specific numbers like that, that that's not the people that you want to work with because you cannot guarantee in this business anything. You can't guarantee that, You'll settle the debt for any amount.
0: Embarking on the journey into the next chapter of your life after divorce is often met with a mixture of excitement and fear. Everything is affected. Transitioning home and career, managing your finances, parenting as a single mom or dad, and managing the emotions around step-parents in your children's lives. The world of online dating, reconnecting with who you want to be in this new chapter of life, and finding your passion purpose, sensuality, sexuality, and so much more. Tune in as we speak to the experts in every area of post-divorce life and support you to enter and navigate it as an adventure with a growth mindset and a heart of possibility. Welcome, Leslie. Thank you for having me. Leslie, this is such uh, an important topic of debt and, as you know, a, a challenge that I faced myself. And so I'm really excited about you being here and sharing a way out for so many of our listeners. And I'd love to just start by just talking about the emotions that come with being so deeply in debt and you know i personally have have experienced you know guilt and shame and fear around it and can you just touch on um i would i would imagine many of your clients come to you with those same feelings so can we just start there
1: There's no doubt that when you have debt, there's a a range of emotions that you feel. And some of those feelings include shame, uh, embarrassment. There's anger. There's frustration. There's confusion. There is really a range of um, emotions, including uh, some extreme emotions um, that can be a result of very realistic stressors that are related to debt. It just is a reality that when you are struggling to pay your bills and you're feeling pressure from creditors and there's a limitation on your resources that you're going to feel stressed, overwhelmed. And, you know, from my perspective, those are all very normal feelings. We um, experience a range of emotions for a lot of experiences in life and having debt and, and financial challenges is one of those life experiences. Um, So, yes, so those are all the the emotions that all of my clients experience. Nobody is exempt from having any one of those
0: feelings. And yet I know when I entered your office, there was um, this beautiful, um, kind of normalizing of even being in debt, right? Cause we feel all that like I'm bad and I did something wrong. And yet uh, you speak so beautifully about how there's so many things in life that can bring you to this place where you are uh, in the red. And so, um, Let's let's jump into how to go from being in the red from from facing debt uh, to how to resolve it. And, you know, the first question that comes to mind for me is, you know, there's a lot of different kinds of debt. Can you just touch on what people might be facing and then we can take it from there?
1: Yes, there's all different types of debt that. Clients come to see me about, they can range from, it can be student loans, that could be federal, that could be private student loans, it could be credit card debt, and credit card debt ranges in in dollar amounts from clients with $500 on a credit card to clients with hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, on credit cards, and a host of reasons why they got there related to that particular type of debt. Uh, In addition, we do a lot of business debt. So that's merchant cash advances, inventory loans, futures purchases, lines of credit, and so forth. So those are all the typical types of debt. We see judgments liens, frozen bank accounts. Uh, We see clients who are current with their bills. So there's no requirement that first you have to be behind and really struggling before you can come see me. We see clients considering bankruptcy. We see clients with personal debt. Sometimes they owe accountants and attorneys or other professionals. Sometimes they owe there's personal debt where they owe a, we have a client that has a, um, a very serious litigation matter with a neighbor, Uh, over uh, monies that were lent uh, in a transaction. So we do see all different kinds of debt. We've seen markers in casinos, we've seen um, repossessed cars and jewelry and furniture. And so we really do see a range of different types of debt that are out there. And I like what you said as far as normalizing debt. As far as I'm concerned, I mean, I am not judgmental at all related to debt. It is part of life. How you got there is a journey. And my role is a partnership to meet up with you at this point in your journey and move you to the next place and get you to a better spot and learn from it and gain some education, gain some insight and move it along. You know, it just it happens. People lose their jobs. They get divorced. There's illnesses. There's change in family. Dynamics and circumstances. So debt happens for a lot of reasons. Maybe it just made it, just had poor judgment in purchasing or money, managing your money, and that's okay. So you, the best part of the of the problem is the solution.
0: And and to that end, uh, for me, it was so frightening to go out and find the right um, person to partner with to get out of debt because there's a lot of scams out there and there's a lot of debt reduction and will do for you. And so uh, I would love for you to just talk about what what the options are out there. And, you know, as I said in my introduction, Leslie has a law firm that brought me a lot of confidence and comfort. Um, But I was looking around before that and you couldn't really tell what what was uh, legitimate and what was safe and what wasn't. So can you just speak on that before we dive into the journey forward? Yes, you are correct. There
1: are a lot of debt solutions out there. And if you Google or you put it into a search engine debt consolidation, you're gonna get pages and pages of options. There are, the difference really is understanding what the terminology is so you know what you're looking for. Debt consolidation is kind of an umbrella term that includes loans, it includes debt settlement. It includes processes where you are um, putting your debts together to create a new program for yourself. So it could be um, refinancing. There's a number of different terms that, that really incorporate what debt consolidation is. So I think what happens to consumers of those who are in debt looking for help is that when you start your search, it's very overwhelming because there are all different types of services out there. The question does become, who can you trust? How do you know you're reaching the right people? And how do you know you're going to get the right service? And then you hear from competitors of all these services, how those services, of this service is bad and, and one service is bad, but another one isn't. And these are the problems. And the reality is that you have to look at your personal financial situation and see what the challenges are in order to really understand what the right solutions might be. And you're going to have to find an element of trust in the organization that you choose to work with. And you can help yourself by understanding your debt and what your needs are. But you can also help yourself by listening to your gut and your instincts about what makes sense and what doesn't. Sometimes um, you want to understand who you're talking to. Many times if you call a large company that's advertising on TV or the radio, those are just sales calls. So you can call up and they'll transfer you to one company and the next phone call, they'll transfer you to a second company. So you want to be careful that you're not calling a, a sales organization that's simply just sending you to a various amounts of companies. You want to make sure that you're dealing with a licensed or accredited organization. Many states have laws related to debt help. New York is one of them. There are a lot of states that do, and they have to be licensed. And many times I see people come to me after they've gone through other programs, and I say, how did you work with these people? They're not even licensed in New York. And they are getting away you know, by doing these things under the radar at this time. The government and everybody is distracted with COVID and lots of other issues, so they recently haven't gone after these companies. But As a general rule, every few years, they do go after unlicensed debt consolidation companies because they do have a tendency to uh, exploit consumers and not follow the rules. And those rules are there and designed to protect consumers. In many cases, it's my suggestion to work with an attorney licensed in the state that you live in because a lot of debt has legal ramifications. There's legal, there's tax, there's um, credit. And there's all different issues. And you want to be able to work with an organization that can handle all of that, that understands you, that's really going to partner with you. Not just say they're going to partner with you as a tagline, but that they're really going to understand who you are, what your needs are, and that you're accessible and they're accessible to you. Meaning that if you need them, you can call them. That you're not talking to different people who don't know what's going on or that you're just logging into an online account. You really need a little more personalization when it comes to debt resolution because it is so personal and it does impact your personal finances, your cash flow, your tax issues, and certainly your credit today and tomorrow. So it is really important to understand that, yes, there are a lot of different agencies and organizations out there. What makes sense and works for you is based on what your needs are. It's important to have accessibility to these organizations, who they are, where they are, how long have they been in business? And and just because they are a law firm in one state doesn't mean that they're licensed in the state you live in. So it would be my strong recommendation that you ask that question. First question, are you licensed in the state that I live in to do this type of business? And that's a really important piece of the puzzle. You know, what happens is people tell me that, you know, they were just so overwhelmed. So they just went with, you know, whatever they would whatever crossed their path uh, in the beginning. And they're sorry that they did that. And that's where, unfortunately, the uh, industry gets sometimes gets a partial bad reputation. And I say partial because I'm looking at it from the consumer perspective. It, you have to be your own advocate. You have to know what works for you and what's going to make sense. And you need, you need an organization that's going to handhold you through the process and that does all the work in-house. Nothing is outsourced. They're not taking their money up front before they do anything. You know where your money is held. If you were sued, what would happen to you? Would they would they pass you off to another law firm? Would they handle it themselves? Would they tell you to go handle it? I've seen that before. So those are all things to look out for when you're um, considering the different types of programs uh, and services that are available for debt help.
0: Beautiful. And honestly, I never would have thought to ask if a firm was licensed. It never occurred to me that debt reduction firms are licensed. So that in and of itself is like, such a valuable piece of information.
1: No doubt. Most consumers don't know the questions to ask. And that's why they end up getting in situations that doesn't necessarily work for them. So that's, I think the biggest piece of the puzzle is what questions do I ask when I'm looking for these services? Hmm. How do I know that it's right for me? You know, it's great that they service 25,000 people that that's wonderful or 5,000 people, but it's great that they are Um, you know, that they advertise on TV or they sent you, they sent you a mailing, Um, you know, that doesn't do it for me, but what does it for me is who am I talking to? How long you've worked there? And uh, am I going to be able to talk to you three years from now? Am I, you know, where am I, where's my money going? And uh, are you licensed? Because the licensing is a big piece of the puzzle. If there's no licensing, then there's no accountability. And without Mm -hmm. accountability, if something happens, you are left in a place, a very vulnerable place, and that's a scary place to be. And I have dealt with over the 25 years of me practicing in this area, clients who come from organizations that have been shut down, organizations that have disappeared, organizations that have done nothing but place people into compromising positions. And So I've seen the results of what can happen under those circumstances. So it makes sense as a consumer to say, hey, you know, it's okay to ask difficult questions. You know, you're you have the right as a consumer to ask the question, who are you and are you are you even allowed to be doing what you're doing?
0: We have a special gift for you. Whether you're still emotionally entangled with your ex or not, imagining and creating your life after divorce can feel surreal for some, terrifying for others. Fears and limiting beliefs around financial security, building new friendships, Health and fitness, and even finding healthy love can interfere with your ability to create the life you desire. Journey Beyond Divorce coaches can help you get clear on what you want and the obstacles that are keeping you stuck and guide you in manifesting your ideal life. We're here to help you enter this new chapter with more confidence and enthusiasm with a free jumpstart call. Visit journeybeyonddivorce.com. Backslash Jumpstart to book your call today. So let, let's jump right into the process, um, and I know you'll share your process. Uh, so if somebody's going into into debt um, consolidation or reduction. Walk us through uh, what you look at, what they need to be able to do and commit to to get to the other side of this.
1: So if you are going to go forward with like a debt consolidation, debt settlement or debt resolution process, what you need to understand is that it's a commitment and it's a commitment over a a pretty long period of time. Although throughout my office, there's a lot of control on the part of the client because you can always increase your payment or send in additional funds and speed up the process. But it is a commitment. So be prepared that it's at least 12 to 48 months, depending on how much debt you have, the type of debt you have, and so forth. I can tell you right away that if you speak to anybody who makes you any promises, I would run completely in the other direction. There are two promises I can not make. I can make. And that is, one, I can't promise you a timeline. And two, I cannot promise you a settlement amount. So I often get people who say to me, well, they told me that they can settle my Capital One account for 40% of the debt. I would say if somebody told you a specific timeframe or specific numbers like that, that, that's not the people that you want to work with because you cannot guarantee in this business anything. You can't guarantee that you'll settle the debt for any amount. There's just no numbers that are standard. They change all the time. And the parameters change, and the circumstances surrounding those parameters are related to the consumer or the debtor's personal background, so that changes. So be be prepared that um, that there are no guarantees. And, and the I want to let
0: me jump in here because yeah. you know our audience, just having gone through divorce, it's like you've already lived through so much uncertainty. And I think that what Leslie's saying is so important because since you can't hang your hat on the certainty of the amount of time or the amount of money, it's so vital that you tune into um, being able to trust the person and organization that you're working with so that you can have that kind of flexibility. And so that you can actually live with the uncertainty, knowing that there's the trust of the people that you're working with. And I think that that's key, especially for our listeners who, have just gone through such an uncertain process.
1: That's true. That's true. The divorce process is, is jarring and scarring. I went through it myself many years ago and I I have clients that are going through it on a regular basis. So I understand the challenges surrounding the divorce process. Um, It's very overwhelming and um, it's a time in your life that you are struggling on a lot of different levels and it's just not an easy process. The debt resolution process is not necessarily an easy process in the beginning, but the reality is that it becomes an easy process when you work with the right people. And what ends up happening is my clients come to me and in the first conversation, they feel relaxed, relieved, comforted. And when they feel that way, if you feel that way, that's the instinct to go forward with it. So what ends up happening is I take a very large amount of stress away from clients by handling these financial pieces of the puzzle and providing my clients with regular updates. And that process is very different than the divorce process. You are not dealing with the conflict. You are not dealing with the negotiations. You're not dealing with the details and the um, paperwork I am. And as a result, my clients can live their lives and have different experiences within the first year. My clients are, are 180 degree different feeling in terms of their emotions and their uh, where their head is at, where their finances are even at. Many of my clients are experiencing their credit scores going up exponentially during the process. They know they can call me anytime. We can have a discussion about things and I can get them, help them make good decisions. So all of that provides a lot of comfort and it's a different process than divorce. In the beginning, it has the same level of anxiety. There's no doubt, but as time goes on, that relationship with my clients changes that from um, from that extreme emotional state to really a, a state of stability.
0: And, and I'll say that one of the things that was most comforting for me, Leslie, during the process was I would have questions in the beginning. There were a lot of collection calls and emails and your people would get on the phone they would tell me exactly what to do they would tell me what to expect they would they would give me so much information so so that ability to connect and communicate with the same person that you spoke to last time and someone who's in the know and is like that's okay that's normal this is what we do about it was incredibly comforting in those early stages um, and so, so I just wanted to kind of like, that's my testimony about that. So in the beginning, I had to come up with what my debt was. Let's, let's just walk them through. So, so from figuring out what the numbers are, um, take us through the process.
1: So the way the process works is that from the moment you make the phone call, we need personal information. We need to understand who you are and what's going on in your life. Um, we, we need that information in order to come up with a strategy and a plan that's, that's, tailored to you and your situation. So we do have um, a process um, that we go through where our clients will have a conversation with a staff member and then they speak with me and or they come in and meet with me. Uh, these days we're doing a lot of Zoom meetings and I have clients all over the country and internationally. So we do a lot through Zoom and phone. With that, once we uh, get established and I can take a look at the debts. So I wanna look at the statements, I wanna look at the contracts, I wanna look at the legal paperwork, once that's reviewed and, and we're set up, we are, are able to then begin the process of negotiating. We can't just negotiate until we understand what the plan is. And that plan includes a monthly payment based on the total amount of debt that the client has and certainly what works with the budget and that what's going to make sense. You know, you can't have $100,000 of debt and pay $100 a month. That's just That won't make sense and it's not in your best interest. The, the payment really will correspond with a realistic time frame An approximate time frame. And I'm pretty good at making those estimates at this point in my career for sure. So it's a it's a good idea of what you can expect. Then once we get started with the creditors, you know, we're on our way. And the process for settling debts or resolving debts and coming up with agreements for creditors can be as quick as a week or a day and as long as 12, 24, 36 months out, depending on the creditor. And that's why I said earlier that, you know, when you understand expectations and the uh, firm that you're working with really should manage your expectations. One of the things I say early on is that there won't be any surprises. I want you to know what's going to happen as best as I can predict that. And this way, during the process, you're not saying, oh, Leslie didn't tell me this was going to happen. And that eases the client's pro- you know success in the process is really having a good understanding. I know for me, when I work with um, professionals, I like to know what's happening. And I ask the questions for my clients. So what the beautiful thing about working with somebody like myself is I am client forward and client centric. So I'll ask the questions for you. I'll tell you, this is, these are the questions that you need answers to. And with that, again, that's working with a very skilled professional. And when you're, you're not working with such a skilled professional, you're not going to get that same level of attention or level to detail. So that's basically the process with us. It's not complicated. It's actually super simple, and we make it simple for a lot of reasons. And uh, it's not—it's not a bankruptcy. It doesn't tank your credit the same, certainly in the same way. And we don't require the same documents that a bankruptcy would require, or the restrictions that a bankruptcy requires going forward.
0: So let me ask you about a couple of specifics, um, or or perhaps what falls outside of the realm of you being able to negotiate. So mm-hmm. what so so you were saying credit card debt can be negotiated. We have things like federal student loans or medical or taxes. Like can you just talk about what fo- what falls in the definitely can negotiate and what falls into has to be handled differently?
1: Yes. So that answer to that is de- definitely. So depending on the type of debt you have and and where it goes, You know, it's like a old school pachinko game. If you know what that is, where you drop in this, a ball or a coin or um, a token and it it goes zigzags. I have no idea when that drops in where a creditor is sending that. I can can have an idea of what might happen, but there's really no way to know. So I have to be able to pivot and adjust on behalf of my uh, client based on the type of debt that they have, who's handling the debt from the creditor end, and my client's circumstances. And most of the time, it's my client's circumstances that can alter what happens with the debt. So yeah, there's a lot of skill required. It's, settling and resolving debt isn't that easy. It, it seems like it is, but it, it's not. And that's why uh, it has to be done very carefully and with the right people. You clients do try to do it on their own, but I very often see that done mistakenly and with a lot of pressure, they'll come to me and say, the creditor told me I can only pay this in one or two payments, and I can get it in 12, 24, 36 payments. And again, that's the skill. And that's the difference in making sure that things are done properly. And what the creditor says, I mean, the creditor tells clients all kinds of consumers and debtors, all kinds of things, half of it in certain circumstances. And I preface it with that in in certain circumstances, it's mostly untrue. Uh, And but the consumer doesn't know that. And that's why the advocate process with somebody like myself makes so much sense.
0: So, so I, I hear that. And yet I'm wondering, so for instance, uh, you deal differently with uh, credit card debt than you would with, let's say a parent plus loan, right? Totally. Oh, totally
1: different. So
0: can you, that's what I'm asking you yeah. to kind of just talk our, our, our listeners through um, what goes through that, I don't know what the right word is, normal standard negotiation with, um, with creditors versus what needs to be handled differently?
1: There is no normal standard negotiation with creditors. It just isn't.
0: It, it's. Um, it's- I'm, I'm asking more about the type of debt they have than right now. It's like, would you, can, I was under the assumption that that there is, like, I know that you can't negotiate my parent plus loan. That falls into a different category than my credit card debt, doesn't it? That's correct. Yep. A parent plus loan is a
1: federal federal loan, um, and that is, they're generally non negotiable. Um, So if somebody came to me with a parent plus loan, we would have a discussion about the debt and some options to manage it. But there are, um, negotiating like a credit card are different. Uh, Same thing with credit unions. Credit unions operate differently than banks. So you have a, a different um, negotiation experience with a credit union over a regular bank, um, and many what about the IRS. The IRS uh, depends on the type of debt and what you're talking about, and the amount of debt, and and what the challenges are. So you can run the gamut of just I didn't uh, I didn't I took money out for my 401k and I didn't pay the taxes on it, so I owe tax debt. Where you got a 1099c forgiveness of debt and you didn't put that report that. Uh, Or in many cases these days, the child tax credits, when people are um, um, separated or divorced, who's taking what tax credit or sales tax for many of my businesses, all of that gets sales taxes state based, but all of that is negotiated very differently. So um, the IRS, if you have straight up IRS debt, I would recommend calling them and you can have a conversation with the IRS and work out a payment plan. If it's super complicated where you haven't filed your taxes, you need to bring in a tax attorney where you um, have the taxes done and and properly filed and then have a conversation. A tax attorney also will have um, specialized experience dealing with the uh, taxing authorities. And they very often have contacts like we do. We have relationships. And um, one of the, Benefits of working with people like that are the relationships that they've built with those that are negotiating the debt for the creditors. Um, Private student loans are very different also. It depends on who has them and where they are. And sometimes we recommend that they, if their client is already behind, that they wait till it goes to an attorney's office. Uh, And then under those circumstances, it might be easier, um, depending on where it goes, for us to negotiate it at that time. Uh, Credit card debt, the type of credit card debt, who is it? From Discover to Amex Capital One, uh, everybody does things differently. There's no two that we have the same experience with. And today they do things one way and tomorrow or this afternoon they'll change it for whatever reason and they'll do things another way. And we, again, have to pivot. So um, other types of debt that we see from merchant cash advances, those business type of debts, that is like the Wild West. Of debt, I mean, they will, because of business debt, so it doesn't fall under the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act where a consumer is protected. They will abuse clients. They will say things that uh, are just way out there, uh, all kinds of uh, things they'll say. Uh, we don't see that in the consumer realm, of course, these days anymore because of the CFPB and the, um, and the other laws. But in, in business debt, woof, that is, you have to have some very thick skin to deal with those creditors. Um, with other types of debt that we see, let's say we are seeing professional debt. Again, that's a different conversation when you're you're going in and having um, you're negotiating those. Um, the same with debt that's between people, uh, two two individuals versus a business and a consumer. Um, those are um, those are handled very differently. So again, you know the there i couldn't write a book for example based on what you're saying i couldn't write a book and say here's a manual on how to how to negotiate the 100 different type of debts that are out there there i could not write that book i did write a book called life and debt learning to uh, a fresh approach to financial wellness but the i could not write a book on how to negotiate debt because it really does depend on the type of debt who the creditor is who the attorneys are if there's attorneys involved the consumer what the consumer has said to the to the creditor could ruin everything and um and the consumer's background, you know, the, the hardship and history uh, and the and what's happened with the debt. I had a client come to me yesterday with a debt with T D Bank that he swears he doesn't owe. That he thinks that he that it was paid off years ago with a wire transfer. And I said, Do you have a record of the wire transfer? Nope. So there's a history there that now I have to handle this differently with T D Bank. It's not straight up credit card. Now I have to have a conversation about the history of that debt. So again, um there isn't a there's no formula for it. It's just based on um uh, all the factors that I that I gave you. I wish I could be more specific about it, um but yes, you are correct. Every single type of debt is negotiated differently. And that's why you really want to work with somebody who's super experienced with this. And I get sometimes I get clients that come to me and say, this I went to an attorney and they told me that this is what should happen. I said, that clearly is not an attorney who practices in this area at all. So well, they said it should be this and that. And I say, okay, well, you have an option, but it's like if you have a um, you know, a cardiac problem, a heart problem, you're gonna go to a podiatrist there's no way that podiatrist is a doctor and can probably save your life, but they can't treat your cardiac issue. So you want to be aware of uh, the fact that you really need a specialist.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so as as we begin to wrap this up, so someone goes through the process, I'm I'm at the tail end of the process. I'm, I'm breathing again, the whole concept that like all of the money that goes into my bank account will be mine instead of going out to a hundred different creditors is is like delightful. Uh, What, what, uh, what last pieces of advice or guidance do you have for our people, um, both for entering and even like as they're emerging, do you have any tips or suggestions emerging from the debt?
1: So as you come out of the debt, it's a really good time to reflect on the experience that you had and start to think about how you foresee your future. Do you see your future as one where you're building up money in the bank? Or does it, do you see your future as feeling happy that you're not paying out bills? I think that you uh, need to visualize about what it is that you consider a joyful life financially. And that is saying to yourself, all right, what did I? What was my experience? Did I like something or not like something? Do I like the idea of cash flow? Do I like the idea of money in the bank? Am I comfortable having one or two or three credit cards? Am I comfortable with the budgeting? My my own personal budgeting process. You know, again, it's all very personalized. And as you emerge from this, um, it's a good time to to the do the reflection, but also. Decide on what, you, how you see your financial future in the short and long term and and continue to be aware because awareness is key. If you allow it to slip away and something that becomes put on back burner, it's possible that it could get out of control again. So it's important to always be aware of your debt.
0: Yeah. And I think that to that point, like I'm really frugal, but I had a partner who wasn't. And so I was less concerned about um, staying in the black once I got there. But there are plenty of people who know that they um, emotionally spend or they just have certain obligations coming up. And so I think that's a great point to assess. And, and there's something really liberating in creating a budget. And I think uh, Dave Ramsey says, if, if you don't, if you don't, control every dollar, the dollar is going to control you. It's like, so yeah, you have to, you have to name where it's going. And I think there's something really powerful in emerging from being in debt and being clear on what's important to you, as you said, and and how are you going to budget and how are you going to maintain that equilibrium? And budgeting doesn't have to
1: be a chore. You know, at this point, Um, and if you've been doing it after a while, it becomes very second nature and you can kind of do it in your head. And there's so many apps that it's right on your phone. So, you know, you can even put in what you're buying and seeing if it's something that's affordable. Also on a final note, I would recommend just saying no. And if you say no to spending uh, money and, and, and things that you don't need or don't want, or saying no to experiences that could cost you in the future. It's, it is very empowering as well. It's okay to set boundaries financially and stick with those boundaries. Today, more than ever, people are very respectful of boundaries and certainly financial boundaries and know what your comfort level is.
0: Beautiful. So Leslie, you mentioned um, a book. Can you just mention again the name of your book? Sure, Life and Debt
1: is the name of the book and you can find it on Amazon. And you can certainly, um, if you put that in life and debt book into a search engine, you'll find it.
0: Yeah. And we'll, we'll have it in the show notes as well. And how can the hour listeners, uh, connect with you if they're interested?
1: So you can find us, uh, certainly me on our website at tainlaw.com, T-A-Y-N-E-L-A-W.com. You can, we have a great newsletter, um, on that website. If you want to subscribe to it, it's, um, it, it's it's full of great information and lots of blog topics. Um, you can also find me personally on Twitter at Leslie H. Tain ESQ, certainly LinkedIn, um, Instagram at Tain Law Group, uh, and Leslie H. Tain as well.
0: And all of those are in the show notes as well. Leslie, thank you so much for your time and your great advice and direction. Uh, I, I know it's gonna help a lot of people. And if you like what you've heard, and you're in a position of needing to uh, reduce and consolidate your debt. Reach out to the Tain Law Group. They've really been fabulous with me. Um, And uh, we will be back again in two weeks. Thanks, Leslie. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us on the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. I hope you found guidance and encouragement to help you along your journey. If you like my podcast, please take a minute to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. You can also visit us at jbddivorcesupport.com, where our team of coaches support both men and women through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. Stay tuned for our next episode, and I'll talk to you soon.